<laughs> All right, we're on now. We're on now. Let's go to God in prayer, please. Righteous God, everlasting Father, thank you for another opportunity to worship you. Thank you for another day on this earth. Thank you for another day in fellowship with you. And for this day that we're able to assemble to worship you the first day of the week. We ask, Lord God, that you will help our minds to be clear. That you'll rid all of the activity that's around us from our minds. That we might focus on what we hear from your word. For it is your word that goes out that accomplishes your desire. And we ask, Lord God, that you will help us that your word will seep deep into our hearts that we might grow. That our our faith might be increased. That we might honor you in all that we say and do. Give us, please, the strength to be faithful, Lord God, to you. Another week, another day. In Jesus' holy and precious name, we pray and thank you to be that will. Amen. This evening, I want us to think about unfamiliar roads that we've traveled down. In life, we, we wonder about the unknown. The unknown is a, is a challenge for us because we're wondering, right now, today, we're wondering, when can we get back to normal things? And so, sometimes we get a little anxious because we want to jump ahead of the situation, and we ought to be very, very careful when it comes to that. But life in itself is full of uncertainties. Have you ever been blindsided and, and said to yourself, I, I didn't see that one coming, right? You ever been there? I've been there. I know you've been there at some point in your life. And how many times have we said to ourselves, I will never do this or that, and we find ourselves doing the very thing that we said that we would never do? You see, life is full of uncertainties and challenges. Let's turn to Romans chapter 7. Even Paul, who, who strove after being a law-abiding citizen uh, to God, uh, a law-abiding Jew. In verse 15, Paul says, For what I am doing I do not understand, for I am not practicing what I would like to do, but I am doing the very thing I hate. But if I do the very thing I do not wish to do, I agree with the law, confessing that it is good. John chapter 14, please. In other words, Paul, not knowing the direction, realized the challenge of life. And so we also, in like we, we don't like unfamiliar challenges. We like to kind of know things beforehand, but life is just not made that way. John 14 and verse 4, Jesus has the preaching uh, about heaven. In verse 4, Jesus says, And you know the way where I am going. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How do we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. But Thomas, in essence, was saying, we have never been this way before. An unfamiliar way. Unfamiliar challenges that may come into our lives. Matthew, please, chapter 6. There are many unfamiliar challenges and events that occur in our lives. There are things that we stepped into that we were not quite sure if we were ready for them. You know, I can say right now, marriage, for example. Um, how many men could stand up and say honestly and truly? How many women could stand up and say, I'm ready for the challenge? 
Uh, how many men could stand up and say, I was 100% sure that I could support my wife financially, emotionally, spiritually, etc.? Well, it was, it was an unfamiliar challenge, but yet we stepped into that challenge. We accepted that challenge because it was before us. Even sporting events, you know, we train, we train, we train, or, or whatever it may be that we're in, some kind of active thing, and we have to step up for the challenge. And we're not always ready for the challenge in our minds, but we know there comes a point when even though there's an unfamiliar challenge, you've got to step up. You have to step up. And so we think about life, and we understand that uh, part of what makes our lives uncertain is we don't know, Right? Jesus himself, Matthew 6 and verse 34, Jesus says, So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough challenges of its own. So I'm going to go back to Joshua chapter 3 uh, for this, this lesson idea, if you will. Joshua was leading the Hebrews to war. Were they ready? Were the Hebrews ready for war? Verse 3, verse 1 rather, excuse me, chapter 3, verse 1. Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and he and all the sons of Israel set out for Shittim and came to the Jordan, and they lodged there before they crossed. And it came about that at the end of three days that the officers went through the midst of the camp. And they commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, with the Levitical priest carrying it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. However, there shall be between you and in a distance of about 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it so that you may know the way by which you shall go. For you have not passed this way before. Were they ready? Turn please to Exodus chapter 13. He says, you have never passed this way before. And whether in in text he's saying that you have never crossed the river Jordan before, especially not on dry ground, or or perhaps you've never been to war before, the point of the matter is, is that they were going to face some unfamiliar challenges. Things they had never done before. One of those was war. Exodus 13 and verse 17. Now it came about when Pharaoh had let the people go that God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, even though it was near. For God said, lest the people change their minds when they see war and they return to Egypt. Hence, God led the people around by the way of the wilderness up to the Red Sea, and the sons of Israel went up in martial array from the land of Egypt. You know, it's kind of, it's really amazing. We think about God. God does things, right? He knows exactly what he is doing. I mean, exactly what he's doing. And just because you are, are armed for battle doesn't mean you're ready for war, right? And so we might think, uh, for example, we're looking at this COVID situation right now. We're thinking, man, we're ready, but are you really ready? I mean, really in reality, what is your mind? This morning, our brother uh, James brought out, you know, let us not get comfortable in our living rooms and, 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 and accept this worship as being, this is the only, you know, this is going to be the way for the rest of our lives and et cetera, et cetera. So here we're in a battle, but are you ready for the war? 
to make sure that you're fighting in your mind not to become so comfortable to where you're just sitting in your living room, but rather ready and prepared when the day comes when we are able to come back and assemble and worship. And all of us are anticipating, wondering, what will it be like when we're able to come back as a total group to worship God? What will it look like? Will the auditorium be full? Or will there be gaps and holes? Well, see, we're in a battle, but are you, are you prepared for the war that we're in right now? Right? We're in a war. This isn't necessarily a war from God. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that in our own spiritual minds, there's a situation that is going on that is beyond our control. We're in some measure of a battle, if you will. A battle of the souls. Keep your soul together with the Lord. Be faithful and true to God, even in these days of this pandemic. Joshua chapter 1. You have never been this way before. We have never been in a situation like this in our lives before. There have been situations like this in America and all over the world like this before. But we personally, or I can speak for myself, I have never been in a situation like this before. It's an unfamiliar challenge for me. So the question comes up. When we find ourselves in an unfamiliar situation, what are we supposed to do with it? How do we handle it? What are we, what are we supposed to be? Really, in reality, what are we supposed to do? Well, I'm going to give you some steps in, in, in this lesson to help us to recognize what we're supposed to do. Joshua 1, verse 6. Joshua 1 and verse 6. The first thing we do is you ask yourself, what does God command? That's the first thing that we do. We ask ourselves, what does God want us to do? Verse 6, be strong and courageous, for you shall give this people possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law of Mo- which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, so that you may have success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So the first thing is, what does God want us to do? And that's what we have to focus on. What is the will of God? Be strong. Be courageous. And that means you have to show up for the battle, right? You have to show up for the battle. The battle of the minds is what I'm talking about right now. The battle in the mind that says, you know, I don't even, I, normally I would go to evening worship, but because of the fact that we're streaming it, we're, I don't really have to be there. Don't let Satan weaken you through this pandemic. Verse 18. 18 says, anyone who rebels against you, your command and does not obey your words and all that you command him shall be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. In other words, it was very important that they obeyed the command of God. At this point, the command of God that came through Joshua. Well, let me ask you this, thinking of unfamiliar challenges. What, ev- what life events, spiritually speaking now, have you stepped into even though you just weren't sure that you were ready for? Like, like teaching a Bible class, maybe. First time you taught a Bible class and you reached way back. And you, and you said to yourself, you, you were home and you, you were, you were getting yourself ready. You were getting your mind right. And you, you were ready to come to Bible study and teach because those five-year-olds can ask questions that you never thought they could. But you stepped up, right? You stepped up in faith. 
teaching the adult class. The things that we have to do in unfamiliar situations, the first thing you ask yourself is, what does God command? What about preaching a lesson? And all the time that there wasn't a minister. What about preaching a lesson? And right now, and right now, maybe you're having to teach Bible classes to your family through the midweek, not just, not just on Wednesday, rather, but we're streaming that, and praise God for that, but maybe on, on Monday and Tuesday, and maybe Thursday and Friday or Saturday, you're teaching Bible classes to your children to keep them connected to your family, to keep them connected. And then maybe, what about becoming an elder? You know, I know James could say, and, 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 and Ken, well, you know, I, I didn't necessarily know I'd, I'd be an elder. I always aspired to be an elder, but, man, there are some decisions we have to make. Because we're in, excuse me, an unfamiliar situation. And they sure could use our prayers. And you know what else they could use? Men to step up, right? Instead of stepping backwards, brethren, we ought to step up and be able to help so that they can make decisions that are, are right and even have the assistance that is necessary to make good, godly decisions as we pray for them. What about our deacons? What about them as they're trying to keep things together now and collectively having meetings? You know, God is blessing us in every way, but we have to be ready for the battle. The unfamiliar challenges of life, they don't destroy us. They make us stronger. If we're looking to God, what does God command of us? So think about those paths that you've crossed and notice that you've done them, we have done them, in simple, trusting faith, right? Simple, trusting faith, trusting God. And you know what's funny about life? What's funny about life is that when you trust in God, it's really a simple thing. When you trust in God and you go God's way and you do it, though it's unfamiliar, it always turns out, doesn't it? It always turns out all right. And so right now, brethren, all we have to do is trust God and know that it's going to turn out all right. It always has. It always does. It always will because we serve a good God. Joshua chapter 1. God's promises. What are we going to do? What kind of courage can we gain? What kind of courage? How do we gain the courage? I know it's important that we are together because then we gain our courage and our strength from each other. But see, I think something that's happening right now is we're recognizing something as a church. If you're gaining more strength from the brethren than you are from God, there's a problem. It's upside down, you see. Our courage and our strength should not be weakened just because we're not able to assemble together as a church, as a congregation, but rather strengthened in the same way as before because our courage and our strength does not come from the brethren. Our courage and our strength comes from God. And maybe you can look into your life and realize that maybe in this unfamiliar, challenging situation of life, I've been looking at the wrong people. I've been looking at people, rather, instead of God, and maybe that's a problem. Maybe our eyes are opening up, and maybe God is saying, hey, I got something for you to learn about yourself. Look at verse 3. Verse 3, the first thing we think about is the fact that God says, I will give you. Let me ask you, what has God given you throughout your life? Verse 3, every place on which the sole of your foot treads, I have given it to you just as I spoke to Moses. I will give you, I will give you strength, courage, conviction. I will give you what you need, but you've got to trust in me. Have we been trusting or putting our trust in man instead of putting our trust in God? Well, here's a good time to wake up and ask ourselves that very question. And hope the answer is 
that our hope and trust has been in God. But if it's been in man, now's a good time to change that. Now's a good time to reverse that and switch that and put it in a proper and orderly way. In verse 6, it says, Be strong and courageous, for you shall give this people possession of the land which I swore to your fathers to give them. Verse 11, Pass through the midst of the camp and command the people, saying, Prepare provisions for yourselves, for within three days you are to cross this Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess it. Verse 13, Remember the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God gives you rest and will give you this land. And verse 15, Until the Lord gives your brothers rest, as he gives you, and they also possess the land which the Lord your God is giving them. Then you shall return to your own land and possess that which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you beyond the Jordan toward the sunrise. In other words, trust in God's promises because God says, I will give you. So what do you need today? You say, you know, I, I need, I need this. I need strength. I need I need trust. I need whatever it is that you need. Pray to God tonight. Make a concentrated effort to give God the glory. Pray to Him and ask Him to give you what you need to keep you strong during this pandemic. You know, one thing is easy. It's easy to to uh, to, to sit back and and to say, you know, if I were an elder, well, guess what? Here you go. <laughs> Why don't you step up? <laughs> Amen. Right? <laughs> if I were an elder, this is what, well, step up, brethren. Right? Step up. Okay? I will give you. Again, we're not trusting, we're not, we're trusting in God. Next, secondly, God's promises. How about God's presence? Has God ever left us? I mean, even in the situation that we're in right now, is God's presence still equally with us as it has always been? Of course it is, because God doesn't change. The pandemic doesn't change God. But the pandemic does wake us up. Joshua 1 and verse 5. Look at the presence of God. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Verse 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Verse 17, just as we obeyed Moses in all things, so we will obey you only. May the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. And so they were about to cross the Jordan River and go to war. And they had to keep in mind that even though those walls are going to fall, number one, they're not going to fall on you. (laughs) Number two, God is with you when you go into battle. God is always with his people. Number three. God's plan. Keep God's plan in mind. What is what is God's plan? Though we may become a little comfortable uh, sitting in our, our living rooms, remember God's plan is for us to be together, right? Fellowshipping together. And so, again, like Brother uh, James brought out this morning, don't get so comfortable at home to where we forget about God's plan. Joshua 1 and verse 7, uh, the Bible says there, Only be strong and very courageous be careful to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left so that you may have success wherever you go. Verse 8. This book from the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it 
day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. Notice what God says. You have a responsibility in my plan. My plan is I'm going to give you the way. But now you have a responsibility. And your responsibility is you need to read this book and you need to meditate on it day and night. How how often do you study? Well, now during this pandemic, is it causing you to study more? I mean, is it, is it bringing your family closer together spiritually, physically, emotionally? I mean, what good? What good is coming out of this of this current situation? God's plan is always good no matter what. If this is a time where we have more opportunity to study and prepare our hearts for whatever is coming in the future, thank God for the opportunity before us. Let's look into the New Testament with this same idea. Matthew chapter 11. God knows what is best. God always knows what is right. And God is always right. God's promises will never fail you or let you down. So God says, number one, I will give you. I will give you. What do you do in unfamiliar situations and challenging situations in life? Remember to keep God's word, to keep God's law. And then number two, remember that God says, I will give you. Matthew 11, verse 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I know the world, they're saying, well, I'm tired of this. Well, come to Jesus. <laughs> I'm struggling with it. Well, come to Jesus. My family right now, we're not getting along as well as we should be. Well, come to Jesus. I need this. I need, well, come to Jesus. Come unto me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come, the Bible says. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my load is light. Come, and I'll give you rest. John chapter 14. John chapter 14. In this situation that we're in right now, some people just are not at peace in their minds. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. God will give you peace. Verse 27. The Bible says... Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives. Do I give to you peace? Excuse me, give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. Peace. God gives peace. All through the New Testament, God says, I will give you peace. Turn to Hebrews chapter 13. God gives. God gave. God continues to give. Secondly, I'll be with you. Hebrews 13. Verse 5 and verse 6. Is God with you now? Yeah, of course. Right? Even though we're spread out, God is still with you. Right? You, you go back to the, to the Exodus and, and you remember back in the Exodus, they were in their own individual homes with the blood sprinkled over the door. And God was in every one of those homes. Right? God is with us. Right? God promises to give and God promises to be with his children. Hebrews 13, 5 and 6, let not your character be free from the love of money, being content with what you have. For he himself has said, I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you, so that we may confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What shall man do to me? And then what about God's plan? John chapter 14, please. What about God's plan? God promises to be 
with us. He promises to give us. And God has a plan. It's always the right plan. You know what's amazing about this plan? The plan of God doesn't change. It doesn't have to change. There is no pandemic or situation that ever will come to our lives that will cause God to have to change his plan. But God has already planned this from the days of eternity. Do you trust God's plan? That's probably a better question. Do I trust the plan of God? Verses 1 and verse 2 of John 14, Jesus says, Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you, for I go to prepare a place for you. Here's what happened. God gave us a plan from the very beginning. In the garden, God's plan was for man to be together forever, right, with God. In, in, in paradise, forever on the earth, forever. And then we messed it up, right? Humanity, we messed it up. And it got worse and worse. But God had a plan that was the original plan, and that was for us to be with him forever in the heavens. In other words, what I'm saying to you is, is that it's not God's plan now for us to remain here forever. Rather, it's God's plan for us to be in heaven with him forever. And so don't allow the things that are on this earth that are, challenging our faith right now, the pandemic. Don't allow it to shake your faith. Don't allow it to make you become bitter and become like the world. Instead, allow this moment to grow us spiritually and to make us stronger as we read and meditate and study God's Word, as we pray to Him and pray for each other more than we ever had before, as we pray for the elders and the decision-making they have to make, as we pray for the deacons and the work they have to do, the minister and the work that he has to do, as we pray for each other to remain faithful, true, and strong, instead of growing bitter. Let us grow stronger spiritually. John 17 and verse 20. For God's plan is always right. Father, I desire that they also, whom thou hast given me, be with me where I am, in order that they may be, behold my glory, which thou hast given me, for thou didst love me before the foundation of the world. God wants us to be with him. And then finally, Matthew, please, chapter 28. He plans for us not just us, but for all who will obey to be with him forever. Here's our opportunity, right? I mean, instead of becoming mean-spirited, and instead of becoming bitter, and instead of, you know, having a viral YouTube video placed because of us, <laughs> instead, let's, let's show kindness. Let's be the people who demonstrate the fruit of the Spirit. Let's be the people who have a smile on our face. Well, I guess you can't see it with the mask on our faces. But, you know, have a smile in your heart. You know, when you go into the stores, when you go wherever it is you're going, whatever it is you're doing, try to bring goodness and hope and alive, if you will, in the hearts of humanity so they could see the good deeds that we have in Jesus. And remember, they'll know we're Christians by the love that we have for each other and the love that we have even for humanity and mostly for the love that we have for God. God's plan works in every situation of life. Verse 18. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I command you. And, lo, I am with you always, even until the end of the age. And so here we are in a situation 
of life. And yet, even in this very situation, there's something that we can tell the whole entire world and remind each other of, and that is this, that God is with us and will be with us all the way to the end. May God bless you. Thank you for the lesson, opportunity today to preach God's word to you. Go out and seek and save the lost, bringing those who are ready and prepared in their hearts to be baptized into Christ Jesus at the opportunity that God has given to us. God bless you.